Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. Jana, and welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast. Hey everybody, all the way from the tip of South Africa to Homer, Alaska, to Fort Davis, New Mexico, to Dallas, Texas. (laughs) I don't know, I just thought I would do that. (laughs) Everybody's like, oh my, where are they? Well, we are so excited that you tuned in today, and I hope you have enjoyed our podcast on um, just on the roles of a husband and wife and marriage, God's way. And today we're going to be talking to you about what, Brad? Being a spirit-filled wife. Oh my. Because we talked to the husbands the last time about being a spirit-filled husband. Yes. So um, I just ask that you, you, like I always say, listen up. And this is really going to be powerful. I think it's going to answer some questions that some women have about what what do you mean I have to submit? What do you mean I have to do this? And it's going to just bring the biblical view in and it's going to bring everything um, to clarity. You're going to understand and it's really going to challenge you, but also encourage you. Amen. You know, um, this is so important to deal with marriages and my wife and I both both being believers in Christ and followers of Christ there's a specific way now we look at marriage and we look at it as the as the word of God instructs us to so that's what we're going to be talking about not just kind of giving you counseling ideas but literally giving you what the word of God said in the word of God is the ultimate rule of life and how we should live our lives so we want to go to the Word of God, to the Bible, for our wisdom in being a husband and being a wife. So do you want me to go ahead and start? Please do. The reason we're calling it a spirit-filled wife, and someone says, what do you mean spirit-filled wife? Well, really, basically, we're talking about a either a husband or a wife that believes in Christ. And for anyone that doesn't know this, the moment we come to faith in Christ, place our belief in Jesus as our Savior, um, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who is also part of the Godhead, part of the Trinity, God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, He comes to live inside of us. And now He enables us and empowers us and equips us to live a victorious life in Christ and helps us to be a better husband and helps us to be a better wife. So we're going to go to the Word of God and we're going to find out what it is to be a Spirit-filled wife. And I'm not going to use this as a husband to go, okay, now I get to stick it to my wife because I had to beat the guys up the last time we did it. But this is, this is, um, let us give us a little bit of time here because I think it's important. You just can't try to do a 10 minute podcast and really kind of explain what it is to be a proper, um, biblical wife. Um, so let me read, we're going to go to the book of Ephesians and we're going to be in chapter Chapter 5, we're going to be reading verses 22 to 24, and then we're going to read verse 33. So let's look at what the Word of God has to say about being a spirit-filled wife. It, It reads this way, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Really important to remember that part. Verse 23 says, For... Or that word actually could be because the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, 
his body, of which he is the Savior. Verse 24, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. And then verse 33, however, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, talking about the husbands. And then to the wives, it says, and the wife must respect her husband. So we need to understand that this headship submission principle goes beyond any earthly system of thought. This is God's way of doing it. And God's principles are based on the order of creation and of the divine plan that he has given to us. So it's really important to understand where the foundation of being a spirit-filled wife and husband come from. Um, it's based on God's order of creation, that all of creation is ordered this way. That's why you're going to realize as a spirit-filled wife to submit what that word means is really a great thing. It's not something that's a, that's a negative, and we're going to see that in a moment. So God wants us to understand these principles in relationships, especially between a husband and a wife. And husbands and wives, just so you know this, you're a great example and a representative of what um, we should be in the body of Christ to those who aren't saved. So our marriages really should be um, exemplifying this relationship that is biblical and lived out this way, and it speaks to unbelievers in a great way. Okay, so we read that the two key responsibilities for the wife are to submit to the husband and to respect her husband. But what does it mean to be submissive? And we hear a lot of different things about that, and how far must the wife go in this aspect of submission, and what does it mean for her to respect her husband? So what is, you know, what is, what does it mean to, we're going to get some insights from my beautiful wife here in a minute, but at first, um, so we have to see this command, um, submit to their own husbands, um, and not, not grasp the meaning of it too narrow. So generally speaking, we think that the word submit is synonymous with the word obey. And I know a lot of I, I've heard guys, man, I've heard guys before, um, th even in the church, that, that do that. They make it, when they hear the word submit, they, man, she's supposed to obey me. And they look at it, it's, it's <laughs> harsh. It's not, you're going to see, it's not, it's not that way. We got to look at the Bible, obviously, New Testament was written, its original language was Greek. So the Greek word for the word submit is hupotasso. And it means to arrange under, to subordinate. It is a Greek military term mm. that means to arrange troop divisions in a military fashion under the command of a leader. Let me say that again. That Greek word carries with it the meaning to arrange troop divisions in a military fashion under the command of a leader. So submit to your husband's in this Greek word structure is telling the wife to submit. It, it's just, it's an attitude of the heart. It becomes a pattern of behavior and they do it um, on their own accord or voluntarily. It, it's a command given by God, not the husband. So this is not the husband's command, submit. This is God's, <laughs> this is God's word. So we have these two statements in our text, these guiding principles for the submission of the wife to her husband. Verse 22, it says, as to the Lord, man, that is key. 
we submit to our husbands as to the Lord and as the church submits to Christ in verse 24. Um, and you're starting to see something. Wow, this is a lot more, there's some real stability here. It's not just submit. There's some biblical basis and foundation to what this really means. And yeah, you're right. It, there is in which, which is going to make you as a, as a spirit filled wife, as a, as a lady out there, it's going to really make you understand that your role. Oh, it is so amazingly significant within your marriage. I mean, this we're coming together as husband and wife, as a team, each one of us simply has a role. Doesn't make the husband better than the wife or the wife better than the husband. Just each person has their role. Just like in church, the pastor's not better than the people in the church. That's his role. They have their role. We have our roles and we all work together within that. And let me tell you something, within the body of Christ, there's always going to be submitting to authority in whatever aspect of life That's that you right. live. And it's the way that you deal with it from your heart. Um, submission, even in all the aspects or the expressions of it in the word of God, whether it has to do with a husband or wife, a father, mother, or a child, it's it's always rendered in the fear of Christ or as to the Lord. Um, our submission, and, and I want you to hear this statement I'm going to make to you, our submission to others, then it's a reflection and outworking of our submission to Christ. Hmm. So as we are properly submitting our lives, which we're all supposed to, to Christ, that's going to be an outworking. It's going to flow into our ability to be a wife and a husband and in this case, we're talking to the wives, it's going to flow into your ability to now submit to your husbands because you're doing it as unto the Lord. So as you are able to do it properly to the Lord in your relationship, you're now going to be able to do it to your husband. Isn't that awesome? That's so awesome. Because it's because it's based on it's all based on the word of God, and uh, I'm not letting her get a chance to talk yet. It's all based on the word of God. So, uh, like I said before, it's two spirit-filled believers. Yes. Hear, hear this: who are mutually yielding to each other. That's the key. And to God, and submission is a position of honor, and it's a position of completeness. Submission is not something. Don't ever, if you're a woman out there, make you feel that a man. Don't ever let a man make you feel that. Uh, it, again, it's this harsh obeying thing. Listen, to, to, to play your role as a woman of God in that marriage, it's a position of honor and it is a position of completeness. As the wife plays her role and the man plays his role as a proper leader, there's completeness in that marriage and it ends up being a, mar a marriage that glorifies God. Um, Matthew Henry, the commentator, in his commentary wrote this, he said the woman was made out of Adam's side. Hmm. She was not made out of his head to rule over him, nor out of his feet to be trampled upon by him, but out of his side to be equal with him, under his arm to be protected, and near his heart to be loved. So <laughs> those are all, that's some great wisdom right there, even before... Um, I'm going to get into the negative aspects of submission and what it is not, but if I'm going to give my wife, she wants to say anything right now before I get into that. You know, ladies, I want to encourage you to, there's a couple of thoughts I have. You know, maybe you did not see a healthy, uh, spirit-filled uh, father, I should say, that was a role model in this area of your life. You've never seen a man take his role um, who's a Christian under Christ like he should and lead the family, lead the wife 
in a respectful way. Um, you know, sometimes when we don't see that, uh, you know, lived out in front of us, a lot of women uh, can step up and just say, you know what, no man's going to rule over me and I'm not going to submit to any man because I've never seen a man who's worthy to submit under. But um, I want to encourage you, like Brad said, it's unto the Lord. And this should bring such stability, like he said to us, because women like stability. We, we do want to be cherished and protected and provided for. And when Brad was going over these verses, I just thought of that. When he broke them down, I really just thought, wow, um, we can honestly, if our husband is yielding to his role, and maybe you're not married right now, but you can submit under the Lordship of Christ, and you can have that same uh, protective uh, covering and that peace, knowing that the Lord is going to lead you and guide you through his word, through his spirit. But if you are married, um, and like I said, maybe you've seen bad examples of this growing up or the men in your life, know that if you will start today by looking at yourself, um, maybe areas where you have tried to take that role and lead, and you can just go before the Lord and ask him to help you to be able to step back and allow your husband to lead. I'm telling you, it will be heaven on earth because that's how God designs stuff. God designs things functioning. Um, God is not a God of chaos and confusion and strife. So so wherever you're at, um, just know that this is this is a great foundational truth. Also, something that came to mind um, is, let's say that you do have a husband who is a Christian. Maybe it was never role model to him what a, a um, man of God should be, a husband, how he should take his role. He doesn't even know his role. Um, you could have him listen to the podcast that Brad just did a couple of days ago about the spirit-filled husband. But there's something, there's something about this. When, when he's not taking his role, then it is easy for a woman to then step in and want to lead because she's going to think, somebody's got to lead this family, and if he's not going to do it, I'm going to do it. And so um, what we need to do in that instance, we need to just pray. We need to ask the Lord, say, I'm going to submit to you, God. I'm going to submit to your word. I'm going to take on my role and I'm going to uh, follow it and obey what you said I'm supposed to do. And you can pray for that husband and leave him into the Lord's hands because God has a way that he knows your husband. He knows his heart. He um, knew him in his mother's womb, Psalms 139 says. And he has a way of bringing people into his life that can be role models or he can just illuminate the scripture verse to him in Ephesians about the role of the husband and the Lord can deal with him. So I just wanted to interject that. Real yeah, quick. and I was even thinking as she was talking, if there's any husband listening out there, one thing I've seen in the church that is not a good thing is that some husbands they don't want to even fight for the to assume the role of leadership, so they just give up. And when they give up, they go, well, my wife runs a family. She wears the, you know, she speaks for me and this and that. And that's not a good thing. It's not a, it's not even a jokey thing or something to joke about that. Yeah, my wife, you know, she, she kind of, oh man, you know, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, I get that. But sometimes that's used because the man doesn't want to take his leadership role and yeah. say, well, that's kind of tough, but it's, maybe it is, but the man needs to step up 
guys step up and learn how to be the leader God called you to yes. be, has called you to be. And now your wife, when in seeing that, will really begin to understand her role there as well. Amen. So, okay, go ahead. And you know what? I, I want to just interject this too, just about that, that, um, you know, it, education is so important and I'm not talking a degree um, I'm talking about education in the Bible uh, dissecting it learning it if, if maybe like I said it was never role modeled to you uh, the, the role of a husband and a wife dive into this word um, listen to these podcasts take notes um, you know be a self-educated person in this area and here's the thing y'all None of us are perfect. No marriage is perfect. Um, and we all learn. Brad and I have learned. We've been married 19 years. And you learn sometimes through what not to do. Um, and that's how you learn. Okay, next time I'm not going to do that. So, you know, we come to you and we're preaching to ourselves right now. Amen. So on the subject of submission, before we get to respect, I want to go, I want to give you three things submission is not. Um, so let's hit those real quick because I think this is important. Number one, submission does not mean the wife is inferior to the husband. Um, she's not lower grade. She's not second rate. It, it, it teaches, in other words, it teaches um, instead the necessity for order and structure. Um, f there needs to be a division of responsibility within the home. And so it's not you're less, but you're assuming a responsible, a, a particular role within the family. Uh, Peter writing to the Gentiles in Rome in 1 Peter 3, 7, put it this way. He said, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat her with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Mm -hmm. If you don't treat her as you should, your prayers will not be heard. Wow. I mean, if husbands do not treat their wives in a godly way, then God will pay no heed to their prayers. So God has chosen the husband to be the loving leader in the home. He's chosen his wife to be in the support role in the home, not less, but in a support role. He leads the way, but she is there to support. And it's a beautiful working together when it's done right. Um, and, you know, a wife will still offer advice and a wise husband, hear this, a wise husband should listen and carefully weigh out what she has to say. I always go to my wife for advice on decisions, small or big, that we have to make. And I really, really listen to her advice. Right, babe? Yes. And she's sitting right here. So, okay. <laughs> and um, so Proverbs, actually Proverbs 31, 26 says about the virtuous woman she opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. So, man, God has given women just as much wisdom and smarts as men. But within that role, you know, husbands, we are leaders, but we listen and we, we take advice. We listen to the wisdom that our wives have for us. So, submission, number two, submission, what it's not. Submission does not mean she carries the wheelbarrow of pressure. And I've seen this a lot. Um, in, in, in reality, proper biblical submission, and the husbands will go, oh no, really? Proper biblical submission should actually free the wife of her responsibility um, of carrying the wheelbarrow presser. The husband's supposed to do that. And I know we're going, 
we got to do that too. Ultimately, you know, you're doing this all together. You're both carrying the pressure, but ultimately the husband, um, as the ultimate, as the ultimate leader should be carrying the, the, the load of pressure that's in the home and regarding all the things of life that come in and bring pressure, whether that's finances or dealing with the kids or discipline or anything like that. Too many husbands, and I talked about this before, leave the weighty things of the marriage, um, like dealing with finances, problems with the kids, discipline, situations in the home and business. They leave that to the wife. And that's not her role. Her role is to support you. But man, guys, you're supposed to be picking up the wheelbarrow um, of pressure. It's not her weight to carry. She's part of the team, but it's not her place to carry all the weight. And so when guys give up their leadership role, whether you realize it or not, guys, that wife will start picking up that wheelbarrow of too much pressure. And that's not hers to carry. That's yours as the leader to take the brunt of it. Whether we like it or not, this is simply the way it is. This is simply the roles that we play. So submission will actually free the wife to become all that God intends her to become mm -hmm. and that she's not weighed down by these weighty matters that the husband or the leader should be carrying the weight of. Amen. So that's really good stuff, isn't it? That is really good. You know, something I thought about when Brad just said that is I think sometimes with men, and again, it's it's a lifelong education. You know, uh, hopefully you know more now at 40 years old than you did at 20. You've learned some lessons. You've learned what to do and what not to do. That's, that's why when you see a 20-year-old and you see some of the decisions, you're thinking, oh, no, no, don't do that. We've been there. We know the result. And I think sometimes for men, and I, I could be wrong, but... I think sometimes men, you know, they're just, they haven't seen it role modeled um, what, you know, a, a husband should be, a biblical husband. I think sometimes there's some choices. They try to do the best they can financially or whatever that they've made and it failed or it didn't work like they thought. And so um, whether it's the marriage where it's finances, and so then they get into the shame. They get into the shutdown mode because they're, sh they're ashamed of, oh my goodness, I can't believe I made this. Mm. And now my wife is in this position. Mm -hmm. Now we are in this position and what do we do? And so um, they just shut down. And so like Brad said, you're gonna pick up the slack, but honestly, um, that's where, and like I said, we're preaching to the choir here. We've been there. We've gone through this and come out victorious and learned some things. Um, and I think every marriage has, you know, every marriage has those learning seasons. But um, when you fully understand these roles, you know, the, the Lord, the Lord can give wisdom. He, he has made men to have larger shoulders than women. He has emotionally equipped them to be able to handle stuff that a woman can't emotionally handle. She'll shut down or she, she it will affect her. So um, I, I just wanted to interject that. It's good stuff. <laughs> number three. That's funny. Number three, submission does not mean the wife never uses her gifts and abilities. Yes. Proverbs 31, read it. Verses 10 through 31 uh, is God's example of a biblical wife. And even when you read that really quick, it's going to show you that this particular woman that's being talked about in Proverbs 31 made full use of all her talents and all her abilities that God had given her. 
And we as biblical husbands, we want the best for our wives, right guys? We want the best for our wives. And when we're living as a biblical husband, as a spirit-filled husband, we're going to have no problem uh, with our wife's success. Um, Even her success being as big as our success, so to speak. And our mindset is is going to be that of one where we applaud her all the way. We want her to accomplish everything. And I will say this, it is a... It is a it is a really fun thing for 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 a biblical for a husband living role that living out that biblical role properly to, for him to see his wife be fulfilled in the things of God living and work you know just really um, living in her in the fruit of the spirit but also the spirit gifts she's been given it's a wonderful thing he's not jealous of her he's not competitive with her I mean I never understood for husbands get competitive with their wife's success. I, I guess that's just not been, I never saw my dad do that. And, you know, but uh, I, um, well, anyway, so I uh, was thinking of something funny, but I won't say it. But um, so husbands, we should really desire for our wives to be, to be successful and to fulfill their role in all their gifts and abilities. So for all the ladies, ladies, submission, this is positive. It is not a negative concept. It's something that you're commanded to do in Scripture. Um, and, you're, and you're commanded to do it, to make yourself do it. Um, there's nowhere is the husband commanded to physically force his wife into submission. This is for the wife to be obedient to the Word of God yes. and to play her role. And, and I will say this, that naturally... Um, ladies, submission is a natural response to proper loving leadership. When a husband loves his wife properly as the right leader lined up underneath God's word, submission just comes naturally. What happens is when, again, we've said it many times already, when the husband's not playing his role and then it messes up and gets dysfunctional and the wife can't find her place, she'll either take over or shut down. Um, and then that's where things aren't clicking like it should be yes. biblically. Yes. So this matter of it being your responsibility, it's, it's a weighty matter, ladies, and it needs to be rectified if you happen to have a controlling personality. Um, my wife is not a controller. I, I've seen this before. So if there's any woman of God out there, you're listening to this. I say this very tenderly and very gently to you. If you know that you have a controlling personality and that controlling controlling personality is doing everything it can to keep your husband from being able to be that leader he's called to be that's something that you can pray about and say holy spirit help me to not be controlling in this and help me to rightly take my role and my responsibility as a proper spirit-filled wife Yes. So it's, and again, it's, we all play these roles. No one's perfect, but we can look at ourselves and work on these things, um, appropriately. And I will say that, um, your, your, your submission to your husband is to be extensive, but not necessarily total or unlimited. In other words, um, submission to your husband does not mean that you let him be this tyrannical jerk. (laughs) Um, so it's to be extensive but it's not to be unlimited. So your submission does not mean in those things also that 
contradict the word of God. Right, right. So that's another aspect. But again, right leadership in the husband is going to enable the wife to line up and not line up, but be the woman of God, take that role that yes. she's supposed to take. Um, and your subject, ladies, to your husband as is fitting to the Lord. And that's the beauty about it. As you are to the Lord, yes. so you are to your husband. So I'm, I'm just trying to encourage you out there because uh, if you're a lady, if you're a wife listening to this, God has a great plan for your life. He's just doing this through us to help all of us be yes. better at the roles he's yes. called us to be. And, you know, we can all work on it a little bit more. And, you know, um, a lot of people, before they get married, they go to premarital counseling. And I tell you what, this, I don't know, maybe these, I'm sure these scripture verses are in some kind of workbook or something that they offer. But I tell you, no matter where you are in your marriage right now, if you just got married, you're going to be getting married or you've been married like us 19 years. Again, no one is perfect. Um, but to be able today things can change you know today you can say oh wow now i understand this the words being brought forth and i'm gonna adjust some things in my life and get this right and i'm gonna get under uh the, that right role in the right position under christ and under my husband Amen, amen, amen. It's good. So we're talking about being a spirit-filled wife. And I think before we leave this, we need to talk about this other aspect, the second key responsibility to you have to your husband. And it says in verse 33, it says to respect your husband. Oh, so wow. let's talk about respect a little <laughs> bit before we go. Um, respect is a verb and a noun. So it's an action yes. and it's also an attitude. <laughs> So um, I'll do it, but I don't like it. <laughs> that's right. So let me let me let me read you a story, and uh, then let me talk. Give you real quick before we go some tangible ways that you can uh, respect your husband. Well, let me just go straight into that. Let me give you some tangible ways yeah. that you can be a spirit-filled wife and respect your husband. Okay, so here here come a few ways to help, and and my sweet wife can interject. On any of them. Okay. Number one way that a wife can, a spirit-filled wife can respect her husband. Remember, I'm not doing any of this to get anybody. So I'm just trying <laughs> to some things that will help. Number one, ladies, make it obvious to others and your children <laughs> oh, wow. that your husband wears the pants in the family. Mm. Uh, again, that is so, so uh, thought-packed. Yes. It comes back to man. Listen, in everything I'm going to say, always assumes the man needs to be taking his rightful position. Right, right. So understand that. And there's all kind. You know, we're not dealing with abuse here. That's obviously wrong. You don't. You know, that's dealt with a different. That's a whole nother issue. Whole nother issue. But um, so number one, make it obvious to others and your children that your husband wears the pants in, the in a family. So in other words, we want to. We want to model so because your kids are going to grow up right. and get married one day, and they want to be able to look back and go, yeah, I saw the roles lived out rightly. Right. Number two, never embarrass your man in public. <laughs> um, I was somewhere today looking out the window watching something, and I looked out the window, and <laughs> sounds kind of weird. Anyway, I was somewhere doing something, and I was, I was at this particular place and I was looking out the window and I something caught me out of the corner of my oh, eye no. and I watched the wife just 
get out of a car and man i could tell this lady was she was mad so she got out of the car i watched her slam the door say a few things and then while she was walking away she she pointed her finger but it wasn't the pointer finger yeah. up in the air yeah she was <laughs> to she, her husband she was either telling him he was number one or something <laughs> else so anyway you know oh. and everybody around the all the people that were in the place where oh, i was wow. and all around here saw that so um never even no, ma no matter what went on somebody says well maybe he deserved it but number two is never embarrass your man in public proverbs 12 4 says this an excellent wife is the crown of her husband but she who shames him is like rottenness in his bones. So there's a biblical scripture verse for that. <laughs> so nothing, I'm telling you something, unfortunately nothing can anger and set a man off more than being criticized by his wife um, in front of his peers. Because here's the thing, you both know each other's buttons. Yeah. <laughs> You've lived with each other long and enough. And again, it all comes back to playing the proper roles. We're trying, we're trying to play the proper roles here. So we're not, again, I know, I know we don't have to keep saying we're not trying to get on anybody, we, but we're trying to talk about playing the right roles. And I'll give you a good one. You're out in public and you're with your friend and you're having a dinner and this and that and your husband says something and uh, you roll your eyes and everybody sees you roll your eyes. You're mocking something that he says or, um, you know, that kind of behavior in front of other people can devastate your husband. The reason it devastates is because it shouts out, this guy doesn't have it together. And, and, you <laughs> that know, whether you think he does or doesn't, we're trying, we're talking about a spirit-filled wife and playing that role. Right. You know, we're, we're talking about... Because going back to what Brad said, we're doing it unto the Lord. Oh, we're doing it as unto the Lord. You're loving is. him Period. as you would as unto the Lord. Uh, number three. Uh, ways to um, dealing with respect <laughs> is never stop cheering for your man even when he has flaws <laughs> and so for all the wives out there no man is perfect I'm not perfect I'm far from it um, but unfortunately many women embrace marriage perfection in their minds and um, you know sometimes ladies hey I, you know you married him and he had a six-pack and and now he has a one he, and now he, now he, now he has that chest of drawers disease his chest moved out into his drawers or he has a no pack or whatever so um you know oh no this, yeah you know so but you you love him and you cheer for him and you're behind him um even when he has flaws and for every spirit-filled husband out there you know it's up to us to be working on these things and trying to make ourselves you know be the men of god we're supposed to be so ladies don't be more pessimistic about your marriage than you should be and here's the thing don't dwell on the five percent that's out of whack to the exclusion of the 95 percent that's on track that's good so there, it may be most of it is good and there's a yes. little bit that isn't well don't dwell on that dwell on you know uh, <laughs> don't dwell on a few shortcomings right cheer the good stuff and entrust the rest to god yes hey um, number four, never assume his job is not your business. Mm. So a man wants to marry a woman who will nourish his life vision. Yes. Amen. Um, you know, I, I, I'll give a, a word of advice. Every spirit-filled wife should have a good hands-on knowledge of what your husband does and appreciate the pressure he faces because a lot of guys go to work and they carry the load of the money and the finances and things and you have a knowledge of that. Yes. and uh, appreciate all the pressure that he deals with interact with him 
when he needs to talk about his work, problem solve with him when you yes. can, pray for him and let him know it. Be his career partner. That's good. Be your husband's career partner. Number five. Okay, don't turn the podcast off when I say this. <laughs> Number five is ways to respect your husband. Do not nag. Change the dial right now. Do not now. <laughs> nag, pester, or quarrel with him about things you want done, but tactfully appeal to him. And I want to interject something on that. Um, I have a scripture verse for this. It's my nature. Um, I always try to do unto others as they do unto me. Um, again, I'm not perfect. And again, this is not marriage counseling. We are not marriage counselors. But um, something that I've incorporated throughout our whole marriage is instead of nagging, because, you know, sometimes your, your man... They, I believe we are multitaskers, ladies, that um, we can ha we have so many things going. We can have the laundry going, cooking him a meal, that good salmon dinner that I cook for my man. We could be uh, talking on the phone at the same time. Men, it seems sometimes they are focused on one thing at a time, and they're going to get that done. And so what I have discovered is um, sometimes we seem like we're nagging because we don't know if he's listening because his mind's on that one thing. So what I do is I just say to him, or do little sticky notes, sweet reminder, and then I say what it is. Sweet reminder, uh, remember to call this person. Sweet reminder, that's how I do it. Not you jerk. Um, <laughs> if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. I don't go there. But I, I just try to sweetly do stuff like that, um, just just how I talk to him. Talk, you, you, you tactfully appeal to me. And it's, it's just a role <laughs> that, yeah, you do. Uh, let me give you a verse. Yes. Proverbs 27, 15 says, mm. A constant dripping on a day of steady rain <laughs> and a contentious woman are alike. Oh, no. Nagging is cheerleading, not cheerleading. And you know what? <laughs> I heard... <laughs> That's funny, honey. I heard... That's true. Um, I think it was Chuck Swindoll. I, I could be wrong, so don't, I'm not sure. But I thought I read something one time that said that we are not to police, manipulate our husbands, and we are not their Jesus you know, police them. What are you doing? Have you done that yet? We're not to manipulate That's to right. get it done. We're not their Jesus. We're not their savior. We're not all that, but we need to take our role and we need to know that, um, you know, when we line up again, that, uh, God can deal with our husband. And, um, again, we are not to police them, manipulate them, um, try to, manipulate them through our emotions, our words, a silence treatment, a silent treatment, whatever you're doing. And um, that's not how we communicate maturely with our husbands. That's really good. So, you know, literally it just comes down to this. Um, there's a difference between nagging and reminding. A reminder is a friendly and free form. <laughs> a, a reminder is friendly and free from impatience or irritation. But nagging is a repeated critical request marked by exasperation and anger. So all this is doing is showing there's a way as a spirit-controlled, spirit-led wife 
woman of God, that you can deal with these situations. And, you know, like maybe he never cut get, cut the grass. What are you doing? Get out there and cut the grass. <laughs> you know, there's a way. I mean, we're just saying there's a way to approach it. Yeah, yeah maybe he does get it. Needs to get his hiney out there and cut the grass. <laughs> but it's not a jeering him. It's more a re- spirit-led reminding. And you know what? I want to say this too. Um, I always talk about temperaments because I I really think sometimes there's something to that. But um, men cannot read our minds. (laughs) So if you're starting to get angry about something, like let's say you go to the grocery store, and he's home when you bring home the groceries, and he's just sitting there, and you're having to bring in all those groceries in the hot Texas sun, um, you could get very bitter. You could be like, oh, and then give him the silent treatment. Or what's wrong is you're slamming down that milk and that Danish roll you bought. And he's like, something's wrong. You're like, no, nothing's wrong. They can't read your mind. If you want them to help you carry it in, you can just say, instead of going, I cannot believe he's watching me do this and not getting off the, you know, the couch. You can just say, honey, do you mind, um, do you mind just helping me with this? And then he has a choice to help you or not. And if not, then that's his choice. And then you could put a special ingredient in his dinner. <laughs> I'm just joking. I always joke with Brad about that. But but you know what I'm saying? He cannot read your mind. So I just wanted to interject that too with this communication. Sometimes, you know, we can get in our mind, ladies, and think, oh, he knew it. Where he didn't. And so I just wanted to interject that with communication. Let me make this one last statement about respect, and then we will close out this podcast. (laughs) Respect is to be rendered to husbands because God has required it. Yes. Not because any husband has earned it. Mm. It's all about doing these things as unto the Lord. God is requiring this of you. Respect him. It says it in the word of God and submit. And we learn what submission is. So this is all... This is all the ways the husband is supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church and the wife to submit to her husband as unto the Lord, as she would to Christ, so she is to him. And when everything works out and everything's lined up the right way, um, you can... It's going to flow. Yeah, it's going to flow and you're going to have a God-ordained marriage. And I'm going to say this again. If you have been guilty of one or all of these things, again, none of us are perfect. Um, It's a learning process. You have two different people coming together, two different backgrounds, uh, two different temperaments, um, two different ways of raising children. (laughs) You come together in a covenant before God. Maybe you've never seen this uh, as a role model in your life, a good role model, your dad, your mom didn't, um, they didn't know they were doing the best they could do. And so maybe you have, uh, said some things you shouldn't have said, done some things you shouldn't have done. Maybe you're listening to this and going, Oh man, me and my husband, that is us. We are doing great. Well, you know, praise God for that. But maybe you're listening to it and you're going, Oh man, we both have been in the wrong. The great thing about our God is as soon as we ask for him to forgive us and we repent and we have that heart to want to learn and change, he will forgive us and then we can go to our spouse, heartfelt, heartfelt, uh, go to him, look at them 
and say, do you have a moment? Can I talk to you? Oh my, I have been so wrong. Not pointing out their flaws <laughs> and sins, but yours. And say, I want to ask that you forgive me. Um, and I want to tell you, I've had to do that with my husband. I'm somebody, I don't like strife. Um, nobody should. I don't, I don't like it. So when Brad and I have had a disagreement or when I haven't submitted or done things that I should have, I will go to him and I will ask that he forgive me. And, um, you know, it's so neat because he always does. And I'm thankful for that. I don't have a passive aggressive husband, but he forgives me. And that just brings that restoration and that reconciliation. And again, we're all learning. So if that's you, you can make it right today. And then every day the Holy Spirit can lead you and you can pray these scripture verses and say, Father, help me today to be able to submit and to respect my husband and my actions and in my words. So today we hope you were blessed by this. We know you were. We know that um, now you're understanding just the surface of what it means to be a spirit-filled wife. And honey, do you want to say anything as we're ending? I just want to, I want to read this quote again. Oh, yes. The woman was made out of Adam's side. She was not made out of his head to rule over him. Yes. Nor out of his feet to be trampled upon yes. by him. But out of his side to be equal with him. Under his arm to be protected. And near his heart to be loved. That's so good. So ladies, we, we pray, wives, um, women of God who are listening, we pray that you've been blessed by this. Uh, we pray that your marriage is truly everything that God has called it to be, yes. that both of you assume the roles that God has called you to assume. As my wife said, this is not everything to know about marriage, but we just want to try to help a little bit uh, that you you guys could have a, a just a, a marriage and a home filled with great peace. Amen. So thank you for listening. I, I It's awesome for me to be able to look across our little table and look at my wife and know that I have a, a truly spirit-filled, godly wife. So and I hope she feels the same way about me. I know she does. So anyway, <laughs> we love you guys. God bless you. Have a great rest of the week. And pass this on to somebody who might need it, okay? Thank you very much for listening. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.